Welcome to Advance Your Art. If you are interested in making money from your art, using your artistic background to your advantage when switching careers, or if you are just plain stuck, you've come to the right place. Now let's get started and have some fun with your host, Yorika Talbo. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Advance Your Art with Yuri Cataldo. If you're interested in learning how to build a company, make money from your art, or if you're just feeling confused about what to do next, you've come to the right place. Every week, I sit down with a creative entrepreneur to discuss the who, what, and why of their journey. If you like this episode, please remember to like, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Today, I'm sitting down with Samoa Blanchett, a Creative Mastery mentor and host of the Creative Mastery podcast. There it is. Samoa, hello. Welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, Yuri. I'm doing great. I'm really happy to be here. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining me. This is an absolute pleasure. So for my listeners who are less familiar, how do you describe yourself and what you do? Um, so my work is really about, tra- it's really transformational guidance for um, high achievers and creatives alike. And I basically point out the ways that people are usually limiting themselves and making things a lot harder for themselves than it, they need to be um, so that they're able to like get to their goals a lot more quickly um, and have a lot more fun while doing it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Excellent. I, I love that. That's before we get into a little more detail of, of that, I want to talk a little bit about your background, which is in design. So what initially made you want to study design? Um, I My mom was a is a creative. She's done a lot of things. She was a seamstress, event planner. She wore a lot of hats growing up, and I used to help her with that. So I've always been, um, I grew up in a creative household. And in high school, uh, I had to kind of pick a major in a way because my mom put me in a school where I, it was like a vocational school. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but design sounded really fun. So I went there. I was a terrible artist, actually, <laughs> but I taught, I taught myself how to draw and all that so that I could pass my classes. And I really fell in love with design and I actually got really good at it and decided to go to school for it. Yeah, well, wonderful. So talk to me then a little bit about your journey as a designer and what it was like when you first you know, got out of, of school and started doing that till you know, what, what you're doing now. Right. So um, once I graduated high school, I was certified in all the Adobe products and stuff and had some cool, a cool portfolio. So I got an internship at this place for the summer and that was really fun. But then I moved away from Miami so I could keep the internship and I ended up working with an online business coach as her graphic designer. Mm. And I, it was all virtual. I, I, contributed a lot to the company but it got to the point where I felt really stifled and so at some point out of the blue I was just like you know what I'm just gonna start my own business it had nothing like there was no plan I did not plan on starting a business ever (laughs) but at one point like I was trying to get other jobs where I wouldn't feel as stifled and I couldn't like get one and the last one I got really excited about I ended up not getting it and so that day I was just like, screw it. Like, I'm just going to start my own business. And, <laughs> and then the first week I got like a few clients really, really quickly. Um, and my business grew a lot more than I thought it would. It grew really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up quitting that job. And then fast forward, maybe like 
eight or nine months later, I was talking to a fellow designer. She was a web designer. And she was telling me about this idea that she had and how, you know, like it was a, kind of like a hobby she did where she like would make toys for chill for Christian children. And she was telling me about it and she was so excited and so passionate. And I was like, wait, why, are, why aren't you doing that? Cause like, I can tell, I could tell she loved web design, mm-hmm. but there was a lot of passion behind it. And she said she didn't think she could make money from it. And I was like, what, this is like a million dollar idea. What do you mean? So I started giving her ideas and stuff. And she was like, well, you coached me. And I was like, sure. I mean, I've never done that before, but sure, I'll do it. And she paid me even, and we started working together. And then three weeks later, she made $30,000 with one deal. She yeah. closed a $35,000 deal um, for her, for that business. And I thought it was a fluke. I was like, okay, that, that was cool. But then I started working with other people because people would start asking me to, to guide them. And I started working with them and they had phenomenal results. And it wasn't just like the money. It was just like their quality of life would improve. Um, their, pro- their creative process would be easier. Like they were just happier and more fulfilled in general, like in everything. And I was like, I think I could really do this. Like, cause like it started being more fun in the design. Yeah. So I ended up just transitioning into it and sure. I've been here for a few years now. <laughs> yeah. Well, wonderful. Congratulations. That's, that's exciting. I, so I'm, I'm curious cause you, you, you talked about how you kind of just decided one day to, to say, start your own company. But in addition to that work, were there like, were there books that you read or um, I don't know, podcasts or anything, any kind of material you were looking that, that at least helped you with the, the transition? Or were you just like, you know, what, we're just going to do this and figure this out? Yeah, I'm kind of a, a, the latter. <laughs> like, I'm sure. the kind of person I am when I decide I'm going to do something, I just go for it. Okay. And I do it and then it works. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't really, I did end up um, hiring a business coach a few months in. But that was because it got to the point where my business was actually overwhelming me because I had so many clients and I was working too much and she was telling me that I could have less clients and make more money. So I was like, okay, like I'll, I'll look into it. But other than yeah. that, I didn't yeah. really listen to anything. Okay. That's good to know. So uh, the way you're describing getting your clients is very, let's say free and, and well, easy. The way you describe it, it sounds like it's very easy. So can you just go into a little bit more details about that? Is it, how are you, at least in the beginning or even now, how are you finding clients and what's that process like? I mean, and is it easy as, or is as easy as it kind of is being described right now? It's as easy as I make it. Okay. So sometimes I do get in my own way and make it a lot harder. But what I've noticed is um, when, for example, when I started, there was not really any attachment it was just like, I'm going to start a business and I'm going to yeah. see how it goes. So I had no expectations going in. And I'm pretty sure that for, so the first day I, I tweaked my website so that it would, cause I already had a portfolio site. So mm-hmm. I just tweaked it. So it looked more like a business website. And then I went into a few Facebook groups for business owners and I was like, hi, this is my work. This is what I do. If you like it, contact me and I'll, and we'll get, talk about working together. Okay. I ended up getting my first client that day from one of those posts. And then after that, I just, it was really just connecting with people like sales is like, I really, I realized that sales is actually very simple because money comes from people and you just have to connect with people and share something of value to them for them to pay it. And some people won't pay it because they're, it's too expensive or whatever. And those are just not your people. Yeah. So you just like, talk to people, you connect with them, you give them value and then they pay you. <laughs> like, it's, like, I feel like 
what we do as human is we make it even more complicated than what it is, but that's, it's really that simple. Mm -hmm. So you said something earlier that was interesting that you're, you hired a business coach because you were getting busy. And in a way, and you've also mentioned this too, that you sometimes get in your own way. So how do you get in your own way? Oh. <laughs> so sometimes for one, um, especially in the beginning, I did complicate like my process a lot more. It's almost like, um, I, I find this interesting in creatives, like when I work with creatives, like we like to complicate things and like almost like we don't deserve to have like something really amazing mm -hmm. unless we worked really hard and we really complicated the thing. So I was caught like my business was very my business, my my pricing structure, everything was just really, really complicated. Okay. So in those terms, that business coach helped me simplify things. But it's also um, it's more um, psychological ways that we that we do things. So we all have our own conditioning around money, around people, around relationships, around um, what we deserve and all of that. And like it or not, it plays a role into the decisions that we make and how we approach certain things. So the way that, I mean, I could probably go on and on about the ways I've gotten in my own way, but it's really just like my, like my own clouded perspective would get in the way of, um, the way I respond or react to somebody or my, um, quote unquote productivity or, yeah the decisions I make in my business, how I market, how I show up, that was just not really hitting the right tone mm -hmm. um, in terms of like what was most aligned for me. And I would just make things a lot harder than they needed to be because I didn't trust my own, um, some, would, I, some would call it intuition, but it's more like my own, um, my own process really. Cause we each have our own create like unique process, but we're used to being told, um, we're used to being told not to follow it and like not to do what, what's easy. Like we need to like go on the harder path. Right. And so that's usually what we end up doing. Gotcha. Okay. So talk to me then about your company and how you help business owners leverage, leverage their own creative potential. Right. So when I work, I currently I work one-on-one -on -one with people. So I work okay. privately with my clients and the biggest thing, the biggest thing I do from the get go is I ask them what they want and we get, we actually get, I go a lot deeper than like the surface level. Like, Oh, I want to do this. Like, this is my goal or whatever. Um, I really, it's like, what do you really, really want? Like, what do you want that experience to feel like? Like how, cause it's like, let's say, let's use money as an example for sure. businesses. Maybe yeah. you're like, Oh, I want to, I want to build a million dollar business. Okay, but what does that look like? What does the million dollar business look like? Why do you want a million dollar business? Oh, it'll give me more financial freedom. Okay, what does freedom really mean to you? Like, so we go really, really deep to really define the thing that they want so that they're very clear on what it is that they want. Because a lot of times we don't act like we, we, we think what we want is the physical thing, the tangible thing, yeah. but it's, it's really the essence that, of the thing and what the thing provides. Um, and so when I'm able to actually see that, I'm actually seeing how they're not like, they're not giving that to themselves right now, because what we do is we are like, oh, when we have that, when I have this, then I will be happy or fulfilled or whatever. Um, so what I started doing is looking, but the easiest way to have what you want is to align yourself to the thing that you want. It's to already like um, experience it in one way or another. So if it's freedom you want, 
how are you um, not giving yourself freedom now? And what perspectives do you have around freedom, et cetera, et cetera. So that's what I do with my clients. I look at what they want. And then I look at all the things that, all the ways they're getting in their own way of creating the thing they want, how they're complicating it. Because we just love to complicate things. So it's just like, how can we make this as simple as possible so that you can create it much more quickly? Because a lot of times you'll think, oh, this will take me like a year. Um, like for that first client, like she never thought she'd be able to get so far with her hobby business, her with her hobby, but she got there within three weeks. I didn't even think she could get there in three weeks. Um, she thought she would get there in like a few years. Um, and so that's what a lot, a lot of times, like we have a goal of really big vision and we're like, this is going to take years or decades to get there. A lot of times the reason it takes that long is because of our own projections and our own and the ways that we complicate things. So my job, my role is to simplify. It's like, how do we simplify everything that you're doing so that you're enjoying this process? You're having so much fun with it. And it's kind of like just a direct, like from step A to step B, as direct as possible. Yeah. I wonder if you'd be willing to and without giving like too much too many details but so the example you get or you you're giving of of your friend who um makes toys and then suddenly got this huge thirty thousand dollar deal so in three weeks that i mean that sounds absolutely amazing so mm -hmm. how what was that process like of, of working with them to and what were the things that were getting in their way like you know right yeah can you talk more about that Yes, definitely. So there are a few things that um, for her specifically were getting her way, which I find a lot of creators have um, issues with. One of, the, one of them is value, her, the perception of the value of her product. So she, but it's not just her product, of her art, of what she creates. So as creators, we're conditioned by society, our parents, everyone, to think that creativity isn't valuable. Um, what we do, like anything that's, again, anything that's like really fun and easy for us, like isn't something that we should like place value on. It's something that like should be cast to the side. So this is something that bleeds into your work as a creative because it's 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 a consensus everyone has agreed to. Yeah. So for one, that was one of her things. She didn't really she didn't even really um, put as much effort and energy into her work before because she didn't actually see the value of it. It wasn't until I said, hey, this is a multi-million dollar company. And I showed her, I was like, this is what I see. It wasn't until then that she was like, huh, I never saw it that way. So it's always a perspective. Okay. So that was the first perspective we had to shift. It's like, no, this is highly valuable and it's highly valuable now. It's not something you have to build up to. It's not something you have to prove. It's not something you even have to convince people that it's valuable. Like it's already inherently valuable. You just have to see and understand the value. This is both a, um, this is both a like, perspective shift like in your brain but it's also a very logical like understanding like because your brain is logical so you just for example affirming yourself and be like oh i have a multi-million dollar company like it's not enough like you need to your brain needs proof hmm. so we went on to find like i started showing her a lot of times like in my relationship with my clients i show them i give them tangible logical proof so they really see what i mean um and then after that, it was just a matter of like, she really just had to think bigger because honestly, the way that she got the deal, she just emailed the subscription, like the largest subscription box company in her industry. It, and it was her idea. It was not yeah. my idea. We were working on things together and whatnot, but I was 
right there. Like each perspective that she had that was mm-hmm. not aligned with what she wanted. I was like, okay, we need to shift that. We need to shift that. We need to shift that. And then once we like shifted that, she got to the point, the strategy that she was using, she realized she was trying to like build a funnel and do what a lot of online business people were teaching at the time. Mm-hmm. And then another thing I really teach my clients is don't listen to other people's advice in that way. Like just do what you want. Like let, let your desires lead you, guide you. And whenever you feel like you're doing something that feels really hard and it feels really like, like you're coming up with a lot of resistance, ask yourself why. Because sometimes it may just mean that that path is just not the right path for you. Hmm. So um, that's what I ended up doing. I like, she, I started teaching her that. And then it got to the point where she was like, you know, I realized I don't actually want to do it like this. I prefer to just kind of find a different way she wasn't even sure what she wanted to do and then it got to the point where she one day she was like what do you think so I so there's this company I've been looking at and I really want to work with them what do you think of me emailing them and I was like do it what do you mean what do I think just do it and see what happens so she did um I helped her tweak the email a little bit and she got the deal they were like yeah we need her product was three dollars and fifty cents very very little product they wanted ten thousand units of it Wow. And they were like, we'll write, we'll write you a check for you to produce it and everything. We'll write you a check before um, the, the, the month that we need it so you can get it done. And she was like, okay. <laughs> and <laughs> they did it. So yeah, that's pretty much how she got there. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I, so you mentioned the, the idea of resistance and I'm curious on your take of like the difference between resistance and fear and when to know when that resistance is telling you to stop and when it's telling you that maybe you should keep going through it because it's, you know, you're trying to learn something through that process. How do you look at resistance in that way? Um, so fear is a type of resistance. There are multiple types of resistance. Um, the main ones that are internal are usually fear, shame, and doubt. Um, the perspective that I have, most people will teach you to just kind of push through the fear and move through it because there's something better on the other side. Mm-hmm. And I half agree with that. And I think there's a kinder, more compassionate way that we can do it with ourselves. So again, the process is a lot more fun because pushing, like there can be no resistance if you're not pushing. Mm. So if you don't push, there won't be any resistance. So what I usually do, again, when I find myself coming up against resistance, the first question I ask myself is why? Like, what, why is this coming up? And usually, <laughs> because I've been doing this for so long with myself, I like the answer usually pops up because I'm not like that part of myself really trusts me. So it usually is like, this is why. You see, when you push that part of yourself through the resistance, you're not actually able to build a trusting relationship with yourself. So you will continue to meet more and more resistance. Things will continue to be, to feel hard. Mm-hmm. But when you have a really good relationship with yourself and you can, you feel, you're, you feel like you can tell yourself anything, basically, when the fear, the shame or the doubt comes up, you'll know almost immediately and you can do something about it. Whether it's sometimes I, I literally just like sit down and talk to myself as if I'm in a different, like it's two people. I'll yeah. talk myself through things, talk myself through fears. Um, is it true? Even with my doubts, like I actually consider consider the doubt. Like if I have a doubt about something I'm creating, I'm like, is this a legitimate doubt? Is this something for me to actually address? Maybe I need do need to make my product better or my offer better. Maybe I do need to do this or that or that. Um, so I, all of it holds the same weight for me. Mm. 
Um, I don't look at fear. I don't look down on my fear or my doubt or my shame. I actually treat it with compassion and I pretend like a five, like, cause if you really think about it, if the five-year-old, if you, if you had a five-year-old telling you, Hey, I know we said we're going to do this, but I'm afraid or I'm doubtful or I'm ashamed. You're not going to be like, come on, let's just go. You just got to move through your doubt. You have to move through your fear. You've got this. Like, yes, you'll do that. But also you'll be like, why are you scared? Like what's wrong? What's going on? And you would actually address it. So I treat that side of myself like five-year-old me. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. You also talked about um, being in tune with yourself. How, so how do you do that? And how can other people do that? So for me, it's really being intentional and treating myself like we invest really, we invest our, um, ourselves in relationships with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I treat it as if I would, tr- I treat myself as if I would treat any other person that I'm interested in, quote, like one getting to know and building a deeper, more intimate relationship with. So I talk to myself, I listen to myself. I do not, um, I treat myself with the same level of compassion and love that I treat others with that I believe others deserve. Um, I, this, this is like why there's like, there's a huge element of play in my work. I play a lot. Like I, I actually let my desires and all of that lead me. So I'm not pushing and like forcing myself to do certain things. So then I trust myself. So when it gets to a point where, cause sometimes you do get to a point where it's like, you have fear, no matter how much you talk yourself through it, like you just have to jump, you just have to leap. But because I've, gone through so many of those moments and I trust myself I'm able to leap before I look a lot more easily than most people I've noticed because of that relationship so the way you build a relationship is what I said it's like it's really just how how would you build a relationship with with another person ask yourself imagine you meet someone you're like I want to build a relationship and I want a very deep intimate relationship with this person how would you do that and then do that with yourself (laughs) okay good good to know I I want to hear about your podcast. So the Creative Mastery Podcast, what is what is that about and what it, what is it like? So the Creative Mastery Podcast, I'm actually kind of revamping things a little bit, but okay. with the episodes that are um, published right now, it's really just going deeper into my body of work and how I've, so I've um, categorized the mind, the human mind and how it works. Uh, because I've no, because I believe that all of us are creatives, whether we express it through art or not. Like humans are creators. Like that is just our natural um, setting. <laughs> um, so, but we don't actually understand how creativity works psychologically. Like we don't. Like most of us don't 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 really understand it. And because of that, I'm a big believer that when you understand how something works, you're able to use it. And I really see the mind as a tool that you can leverage. And I, and I believe it's a very powerful tool. So the Creative Mastery Podcast breaks down, um, and a lot of the content I pub- publish overall just breaks down how the mind works so that because the more you understand it, the more you can leverage it, the more easily you can leverage it. And I've seen that when people like see how, how things work and function, they're able to say, oh, this is what's happening. And when they see, oh, this is how I'm limiting myself. Oh, this is how I'm making things harder. Then they can more um, consciously make, like make a conscious choice to, to do something different. Yeah. Okay. So I'm curious then on your business and, and it, it seems more 
let's say something that can easily transition from either being in person or or online. But how has COVID affected how your how your business ran for the last year, and and how are you looking at your business in the years to come? Um, well, I've all I've always been online. I never really okay. I don't think I've ever had one in person client. So okay. when COVID hit, I was just already, well, I'm already online and yeah. everything is already happening online. Um, my business actually improved during COVID, um, probably because a lot of people were getting in tune with themselves and really asking themselves, you know, what do I really want out of my life? So I actually, and then I was also growing like personally. Um, I'm a big believer that when you're, you transform yourself, everything around you also transforms. So um, I went through a lot of personal growth, especially last year, um, which grew my business also. So I don't think I'm also the kind of person who doesn't necessarily let circumstances, like I I don't perceive circumstances Mm -hmm. as the defining factor of how things work. So even when COVID came, I was just like, okay, well, this will be an adjustment. (laughs) But I didn't really see it as something that would like negatively or positively impact my business. Um, So that was the, that was, that was it for me. And this year, in in terms of the coming years, I'm expecting a lot of growth because I'm getting so much more clarity around my work and what it really does and what it can really do for not just the people I serve, but the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going bigger. <laughs> so I'm going much, much bigger. And I'm really excited to see what comes through. Yeah, that's exciting. Could you, do you mind telling a, a little bit about what the bigger vision you have, or is that still something in the works? Um, so I have several things. Um, so my work has recently shifted from, you're like the first person hearing this too. So, <laughs> <laughs> so my work has recently shifted from, um, the create like focusing solely on creativity to mm-hmm. expanding beyond that and just looking at how especially specifically high achievers can incorporate more play in um their in their in their lives mm-hmm. so the thing is with um and the, the the reason i make that distinction is that creativity is an aspect of play whereas the embodiment of play is something like every time i share how would I get things done and how would I do this so like people still like we've been taught so much about that play is like something you do when you when you can afford to when you have the time to and we don't really see that play can be incorporated in every aspect of our lives so I'm really it's just more clarity around the messaging and like what I'm sharing because it's the work is still the same it's just more like I'm a lot more clear around um, who, I'll, who I'll best serve and how it's going to benefit the world. And then long-term, big picture-wise, I actually want to, um, I want to completely revolutionize the educational system mm-hmm. because I believe that a lot of this stuff that we've been conditioned into start stems from our childhood and we spend a lot of our time like children spend a lot of time at school so when you think about school when you go to school like there's so many rules there's so many like so much structure that doesn't actually help your creativity in fact it kills a lot of it um so i want to revolutionize the way that children are taught so that they're no longer their creativity and their and, and they're no longer being robbed of their play and they're actually um, being taught how to leverage that play to um, to bring value to our society because we've been taught for so long that those two are separate things like you either play or you bring value to society when in reality they can come together 
Yeah. This is wow. That's this really exciting. Um, so this new, let's say, focus of your business is that going to is that part of just going to be coaching? Is that going to be a a book or a series or, or how are you expanding your business to to reach a larger audience with it? So that's the thing. So with with this, there's so much potential, and I want to do it all. So it's just a matter of like what I'm. It's like what will I focus on now? So yes, I am doing one-on-one coaching, and I am in the in the next coming months. I mean, by the time you launch this, this might be a thing by then. But I definitely want to open up a membership group with a course, um, so that people can learn all the perspectives that I have. I currently am start, I'm starting a newsletter in the next coming weeks, a Ratliff free newsletter, just sharing my perspective, like deeper perspectives around um, incorporating play in your day-to-day and definitely in your um, high achieving career goals. Um, so I have a newsletter. I do want to write a book also. Um, I'm, I will be revamping the podcast. So that'll be an interesting way uh I want to do um workshops there's just there's just so many avenues I could go to like I, it, it's almost overwhelming to talk about so I'm just kind of taking it one moment at a time and seeing what where it leads sure sure well I'm, I'm excited to see where this is coming next so with everything that you have done and experienced what would you say has been the best advice that you ever received so the best advice I received was actually from my current mentor and it's more of a practice. It's something that um, I've really been putting into practice for the last two years, um, interestingly enough. And it's to approach everything with unconditional love. Um, and this, is, this, this has come in handy even in the most difficult situations um, with people and relationships and all that. <laughs> so it, it, it's really helped my relationships with, in, like my personal relationships, but even relationships with clients, um, just everywhere in general. And the reason I feel it's so helpful is because a lot of times we, we react from our triggers and what, like what we perceive, how we perceive people are, um, and what, like our projections on them. But when you ask yourself, okay, how can I respond to this with unconditional love? It completely shifts the way that you would react to everything. And then it also allows you, because it's like, that begets unconditional love from others too and from yourself so it's a really interesting practice that i've been putting in, in into effect which has radically changed my life oh wonderful wonderful so samo thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today i really appreciate it if the listeners would like to get in touch with you or listen to your podcast where are the best places they could go for all of that so you can, my website is the best because it'll get you to everything. <laughs> um, and it's called thecreatrixmethod.com. So I'm assuming, do you want me to spell it or you'll put it? In the no, I'll, I'll put it in the show notes, but yeah, okay. but that, that makes it easy. Yeah. Okay, great. So everything from thecreatrixmethod.com. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, again, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it. This has been absolutely fantastic. Thank you. It was, I, I had a lot of fun. I'm glad I came. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Advance Your Art with Yuri Cataldo. If you like this episode, please remember to give us a five-star rating, like, and share with a friend. Our theme music is written and mixed by Chicago-based composer Ryan Black of Black Bones Collaborative. To listen to the full catalog of our episodes, go to advanceyourart.com. To see what I'm working on or book a time with me or buy a copy of my book, Be Left Behind, go to yuricataldo.com. Thank you so much and have a great day.